Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer gear. You can get an oven mitt that'll burn your hand off. <laughs> If you'd like to get an oven mitt that'll burn your hand off, you can you can enter the uh, code unpitchable at the URL lootcrate.com forward slash unpitchable to save $3 on your death mitt. What other things can you get to burn your hand off, Tim? Um, I mean, you could just touch the eye of an oven and you wouldn't have to buy anything. So oh, okay. I'm just going to give okay. you that option if you wanted it. Go to lootcrate.com forward slash unpitchable and use the coupon code unpitchable to save $3. You have to go to that URL if you really want to get the savings. If you really want them, okay. use Go. the coupon code MUSTLEEZEALARM. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Unpitchable, a podcast about fake sequels and mashups based on real movies. I'm Nick Kage. I'm David Johnson. I'm Tim Catania. David gave us a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a Russell's, I mean, a treat is subjective, I guess, but it's a Russell Stover's, <laughs> this is what we're calling our segment, Unpitchable Recommends. Right? You guys like that? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So he sent us a, uh, a Russell Stover's Freeze It. It's an ice cream flavored candy bar. It's natural, naturally an artificially flavored vanilla bean and dark chocolate. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to give, I don't know, like what you guys thought about it. It was odd because, all right, so the thing about these candy bars is David got these because he thought they were going to be terrible. And we've really kind of gotten into the idea of eating terrible things so we can talk about them on air. Mm -hmm. Um, And these you could either eat as a candy bar or freeze them as an ice cream treat. But the truth is they really just tasted like cookie dough that was covered in chocolate. Yeah, they're not But we all froze ours, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'd be any better in unfrozen. (laughs) <laughs> me I don't know. I, I mean, it was worse. okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as the bacon and maple pop tarts you have made us eat Ooh, that one time. Yeah, those were rough. So anyway, like I think you know, you know, we don't want to spend too much time talking about this mythical food you found at Publix or whatever. But uh, I think I would give this probably like a four out of ten on okay. the pop tart scale. I would yeah. agree with that. A four out of ten on the pop tart scale. I don't think uh-huh. it's good, but it's not like you can eat it. If you were starving yeah, and you only see, had these, I wouldn't actively seek this out. Yeah, I would never buy this. <laughs> to give myself. our listeners reference, like a one out of ten on the Pop Tart scale is what we rated the last Pop Tarts we ate because they were actually Pop Tarts, so they got a one at least. Oh, so, so these no, are okay. Four. Wait, I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and say a point four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because they're not Pop Tarts. Uh, okay, you got me there. I'll just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. Not they're that, akin they're to right. Pop-Tarts. They're a thing with a thing inside of it. Yeah. I, if they were the only sweet thing in the house and I was just craving chocolate, I'd probably eat it. But you, You'd eat this hockey puck full of fake cookie dough? Yeah. This garbage yeah. disc? That's yeah. the thing. It tastes just like cookie dough. It does. It, it it, guys, like it was cookie fair. dough. Guys, really. Anyway, we wouldn't... Okay, so we should probably call this segment. Unpitchable doesn't really recommend. They kind of <laughs> just think it's okay. Unpitchable semi-approves. <laughs> so we're mixing stuff up today, Nick. 
Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go right out the gate and just go with a movie. And I decided since I'm the best host here, that we'll go with my movie first. Um, I have. I think I have a a pretty foolproof plan. Now that I've come into this formula of just rhyming words with movie titles, I think I think I got a hit on my hands. Okay. <laughs> Um, so my movie is The Pursuit of Crappiness. Oh no. <laughs> um, okay. And All right. Starring Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Yes, obviously. yes, yes. Yeah. Would you like direction or do you want to add to it? Because I have strong direction if you have nothing. Alright, I think that you should you should hit us with your direction. Okay, so in the Pursuit of Happiness, originally I think his name is Christopher Gardner. He's trying to pursue a better life so that him and his son can have a better life. So the sequel, The Pursuit of Crappiness, is that his son becomes so entitled and, like, just outrageously entitled to everything in the world that he decides to go ahead and bankrupt himself in order to teach his son a lesson. Okay. So is it like Brewster's Millions? He's got to spend all of his fortune. <laughs> it's financial seven pounds. He's just selling Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yes. <laughs> He's selling off all his assets. And in the end, he still dies by... Uh, Putting a, a jellyfish, jellyfish in a tub with him. <laughs> That's still what happens at the end of this movie, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of I like that direction. I mean, I could see that. The pursuit of crappiness. So basically, Will Smith is saying, like, hey, son, you haven't worked, for, worked a day in your life, and you need to learn about what, what it feels like. And I don't know. His son did sleep in a bathroom with him in the pursuit of Well, happiness. I was going to say, I still want that to be a part of it. So I hope that, like, just every once in a while, him and his son lock themselves in a bathroom and pretend to be in, around dinosaurs. What if What if he just acts like they're bankrupt, but in reality, <laughs> like, they're, like, they're sitting in the... It's the saddest scene in that movie, too. They're sitting in the, uh, the bathroom, and they're acting like cavemen. But he's got, like, his servant slotting him hamburgers where his kid can't see. <laughs> his son's just lost complete touch with reality that anything that his dad says he just goes with. Yeah. At this point, I mean. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So, like, what's the overall goal? So, I mean, like, I guess learn, teaching his son a lesson. Maybe having a son strive for a job like he did in the first Yeah. Movie? And I think so. Like he just keeps handing his kid Rubik's cubes and timing him. I think this is what (laughs) I think this is what would end up happening. His kid would be like, "I'm just gonna go get a job like at Books a Million." And he's like, "No, no, you gotta make a living for yourself." He's like, "Dad, they pay like minimum wage. We could have money like right now. Like I'm not eating another freaking urinal cake, Dad. Like I'm gonna go get a part time job and at least have enough money for a little bit of food." No, no, you you gotta hang out around outside Merrill Lynch and just ask people in suits if they'll give you a job. That's, yeah, that's what that's I important. do. And then and then and then when they say, well, why would you say if I hired a guy that was dressed like this? You say you must have had on a nice pair of pants. That's what they say. That's what you say to them, son. Come <laughs> back every time. How he's filling out. He's like filling out applications on his smartphone. He's like, son, <laughs> stop. Learn a lesson. <laughs> Pursue this crappiness with me. Dad, can I borrow your keys? I gotta go pick up somebody. I just signed up for Uber. In the span of you telling me all this. We have uh, a pretty nice car, right? Yeah. Is insurance up to date? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. We're out of uh, we're out of poverty. <laughs> I signed up for Uber. Uh, I guess I didn't think this movie all the way through. <laughs> <sighs> It's good. It's good. Now, what if this is like, okay, we just alternate history. It So his dad gets the job there, and then he invests everything in AOL. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it plummets, like, in yeah. the 90s. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And so, like, he's got this boxes full of, like, AOL discs he's trying to sell to people <laughs> in order to make ends meet. Oh, 
All right, so what if this instead? Remember how, like, when he, in the first movie, he was, what was he trying to sell? Some sort of x-ray machine? Yeah, it's supposed to do a uh, a clearer x-ray, slightly. Yeah, what if he bought that company and makes his son try and sell those? But it's the digital age, and people can do that with, like, an add-on on their iPhone now. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, I feel like that's a, I feel like maybe, maybe we need to find something that's already good and only improve it slightly and make him sell that. Maybe it doesn't have to be the x-ray thing. Okay. Um, so what if like, he tries to sell Android phones to people who own iPhones? I mean, he could do that, but they're too self-entitled. They wouldn't even <laughs> listen. He'd never make a sale. Uh, it's true. I just tuned you out just then. I know. Oh. It's weird. I'm the only Android user on the podcast, and sometimes the guys hit me with switches. <laughs> well, to be fair, we'll text Tim. We'll be in the middle of a texting like conversation. Fight. A fight. And, and Tim it will only get all our messages fight. like an hour Look, later. I told you, there's a cooldown. You have to send four at a time <laughs> and then wait 30 seconds and then send four more, okay? Or a little <laughs> phone can't handle it. Mainly because I'm on T-Mobile and like they've got a dude get buying coat hangers and aluminum foil and he's making their antennas. <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. We're going to put this tower up so that we can get phone service in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, uh... <laughs> Their predictive text is literally a dude like in the middle of that transmission. What do you think he's going to type next? Hurry! I don't know. I don't know. Looks like he's going to say, I love... Look? Dang, love. Man. Really thought we had it that time, guys. That's T-Mobile in a nutshell. Although I did get a free pizza from them recently. It's pretty cool. (laughs) This episode's brought to you by Verizon. Apparently. (laughs) So anyway, so this is the pursuit of crappiness, right? Yeah. What What if we took it and spun it on its head, and it was like... Rather than him trying to make a better life for his son, he was trying to see how much in poverty he could become. But like, what's the lowest that? amount of money I can make just well, by being alive? Because even on welfare, he'd hate make more money. <laughs> and if he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you make less money than being, you know, taken care of by the state? Okay. <laughs> so, like, he's trying to figure out what's the lowest paying job. So maybe he becomes a waiter, but he does a really bad job, so he never gets any tips. So he just lives yeah. on two thirteen an hour or whatever? Yeah, uh-huh. he makes, like, $2 an hour. Uh-huh. And they live in that. They live in the bathroom now. Maybe they moved in like all the stuff from the uh, anything they could fit for the luxury yacht into this bathroom. It's like a really nice bathroom. Like people go in there and they're like, "Does this cost?" <laughs> like that toilet's made out of gold. Am I supposed to be here? Uh. Like maybe maybe their maybe their way of keeping people out is they have this VIP system when they're like, "No, nah, if you don't have the card, you can't use this bathroom. Please use the other one." <laughs> I feel like most of this, well, it is called the pursuit of crappiness. Why does it just take place in the bathroom the whole time? <laughs> he starts a company in the bathroom and tries to get his son to work his way up from the bottom. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Dad, the only people that are in here are me, you, and the homeless guy who won't leave. He locked himself in the stall. And he like, you, you respect Seth. He's your supervisor. <laughs> um, See? It's a good idea. And then, like, you know, maybe they do start an internet business. It's pretty easy, apparently. Uh huh. Yeah, they sell essential oils. You just need the internet. (laughs) They they do all of the uh, all of the it works and uh, (laughs) whatever make whoever makes spark. (laughs) I think that's Advocare. Vesuvius spark. (laughs) They're just trying to sell pink drink to people in the in the the uh, subway. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, you know what? You got a headache? Here, put some peppermint oil on your on your uh, on your temples. It'll help. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, it kind of burns. That's that's it working. <laughs> Put this Tabasco sauce directly on your tongue. It'll make everything better. Uh huh. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the essential oils of hot sauce. You just rub a little bit of this sriracha on like the bottom pad of your foot. 
Boom. No more leg ache. <laughs> so maybe that's what they're trying to get into it's like the opposite of essential oils non-essential non, non hot sauces <laughs> oh man guys i'm not gonna lie i think we're pursuing crappiness at this point well i was gonna say i think it's probably time to wrap it up and so i was thinking like the the wrap up of the movie is that um jaden smith we're gonna call him uh little walter well, yeah, we're going to call him Walter. Uh, little Walter discovers that there are worse things in life than... I guess he discovers the work ethic of selling a non-essential hot sauce to people. Yeah, he's like, hey, rub this ghost pepper on your knees. <laughs> it's a cure for a lot of things, especially baldness. And he he decides he doesn't want to be entitled anymore, and so he gets a job. Rub this, rub this, the hottest, the night pepper, I just made that up. The hottest pepper in the world, directly in your eyes. <laughs> El Diablo of peppers, right on your eyeballs. Cure, it'll cure, you know, nearsightedness. <laughs> and then, and then it's just him like, haha, I got you. I got so many likes on Facebook for this video. Boom, that's Aww. how we're making money. Aww. Pursuing Aww. happiness. <laughs> and then his dad gets in a tub full of water and Aww. he pulls a jellyfish in. And he gives all his organs to his son who doesn't have any failing organs. And it's just weird because he's got his jar of organs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant I imagine a giant jar full of all of his main organs and his eyeballs just floating there staring at his son and his son learns from it and sells the organs on the black market and that's how he becomes yeah I mean a uh-huh. millionaire uh-huh. true entrepreneurship done that's 30 it. second pitch yeah go okay uh, everything Tim just said okay that works <laughs> that's usually a good way to go uh... alright so up next we're about to die so it's a new segment we'd like to call. We're about to die. Unpitchable <laughs> writes each other's obituaries for some reason. Unpitchable dies. <laughs> so this week we all decided unpituaries. That, okay, yeah, sorry. unpituaries. This week we all decided we wanted to write obituaries for each other. I don't want the news. See, the thing is, when we become celebrities, I don't want like the news to dictate how I died. I want you guys to have had years and years and years to think about how you're going to kill me, and then to write it in an obituary, and we record it now, and it's legally binding. <laughs> that's what i want oh good times so i uh, think nick should go first are you sure i'm pretty dang sure okay. you need to go first um this will it's not like real long but this is kind of long it's a couple paragraphs so i'm gonna read it um starting now so tim catania best known for his role as judge and producer of the rebooted america's got talent has okay. passed away yes he was 49 years old uh-huh his agent brother counselor and personal pastor josh catania reported the news friday night uh-huh. On the celebrity's Google Plus page. Hmm. Earlier in the night, he had thanked fans for their kind words and support after uh, after word had been released that the public figure had been taken to the hospital in critical condition. He said uh, he was in pain, so he pulled the plug so he wouldn't have to pay for the hospital room a second night, Josh later wrote on the social media site. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Josh would ba- know that I'm frugal, and he'd be like, man, you know what? You're racking up that jello, dude. Like... <laughs> Pull the plug. Uh, and I'm like perfectly okay. He just pulls the plug. <laughs> Catania's wife, Megan, told the Associated Press that she believed all of his current medical problems stemmed from him eating two McDougables and drinking a Mountain Dew Kickstarter every time he performed a show or live. If you remember, years ago, McDonald's named a combo after the celebrity called the McCatania, uh, which featured both items he so famously ate. Can, can we stop for a second? Yes. Oh, what a dream. That's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, McDonald's has not released a statement as of yet. After a show uh, Catania hosted called Unpitchable went viral in 2017, he went on to replace Ryan Seacrest, 
the famous serial killer on his uh, he, the famous serial killer on his weekly radio show counting down the hits. Catania later was accused of embezzling money from his forgotten unpitchable co-host and was proven innocent in the court of law. The radio I did, mogul- I did steal all that money. <laughs> all $30. <laughs> Uh, the radio mogul had a breakout role in Nick Cage's gritty reboot of Facing the Giants, which made him a household name. Mm-hmm. From then, Catania went into a rage-filled downward spiral after an entire after the entire radio industry failed and became obsolete. After years of uncontrolled rage, Catania found himself uh, when he was asked to host a B-rate cable show called Pimp My Trailer, which then became mm-hmm. an international hit, summoning spinoffs such as Pimp My RV, Pimp My Truck, and Pimp My Pimp. Which surprised the entire world as Catania and a team of bounty uh, bounty hunters rescued women from sex trafficking and then made over their pimps to have sex changes as women against their will. And then forced forced them into men's correctional facilities to walk a mile in the shoes of the women they exploited. That's messed up. That might be the darkest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. (laughs) After Timothy Catania's rise, fall, and then rise to fame again, he found his true calling as a mentor, judge, and producer when he rebooted America's Got Talent with his then 20-year-old son and others as they made fun of people for a living. President Miley Cyrus issued a statement asking for flags to be lowered. Hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about. The respect of Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Like, anybody that can swing on a wrecking ball gets my respect. And I would just love to have her respect back, you know? That's actually how they buried you. That is that is how they buried me. She just swung your, like, rode your coffin into the ground. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it took out four buildings. Well, I could edit, it's how I could edit that and say on. President Miley Cyrus issued all wrecking balls to be lowered at half-mast. Yes, that's probably more appropriate. <laughs> and swung back and forth while the song played, and it destroyed many buildings. Um, it was the great wrecking ball plight of 2016, or 85, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a minute in the future, bro. You're 49 when you die. I don't plan on living to 50 anyway, so when I heard that, I was like, sweet. I'm going to be in so much debt by 50. Like, no biggie. Like, good. Good job, Nick. I feel like you guys didn't laugh. Now I'm sad. Oh, I laughed. It was internal. It was, it was sounded more like crying, but really I was laughing. Okay. David, you want me to go? Yeah. I want you to go. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to read this just like it's a news story. All right? Okay. All right. I don't want you to laugh at all if it's funny. I'm going to do my best. I need you to read it. You have to Just smile. know that it's written exactly how it's supposed to come out. Okay. 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 All right. Oh, and one more thing I'm just going to say. There were some typos that I almost fixed. And then I thought, no, it, it fits, actually. All right, so this is how Nick... Yeah, this is how Nick dies. This shirks how his buddy. mortal coil. This I'm is excited. How. I'm excited. Breaking news. Nicola Kagi died uh-huh. last night in a tragic accident, and you won't believe what his wife said at his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I kept telling him, Nick, teasing the homeless with a hamburger on a string can only end one way. He said, STFU, Mindy, it's funny. <laughs> Those were his last words that my husband said to me. Wait, wait. That goes on his tombstone. <laughs> oh, right. Lord. Back, back in the newscaster mode. Go ahead. It's true. Soon after Nicola uttered that domestic command, three homeless men sprung out of the sewer and violently beat him to death with a brick, a leather boot, and a syringe. The entire, or- <laughs> entire ordeal was broadcast via Facebook Live. Uh huh. Okay. See, I like this because even in death, Nick's getting likes. 
<laughs> and they'll live on forever. According to an eyewitness and rising Facebook page star, Kill Kill Murder Murder, and I quote, that homeless man finally traced the hamburger up to the string's origin, and you could see the bloodlust take over. <laughs> he ran over to a stew pot, and I kid you not, reached in barehanded and pulled out a leather boot and began to wallop that white boy. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, wait, wait, this is the funny thing is, like, he gets up there and he follows up the string. He's like, I told you we were all puppets. <laughs> then he grabbed the boot and he beat Nick to death. Uh, Nicola Kagi is most well known for the dementia rap albums Who and Who Too. No, really, Who? <laughs> but he got to start on can a we, podcast can we called explain that yet? Uh, they, Yeah, they know I do that bit on the podcast. We, we mentioned uh, it once yeah, or twice. I forget, okay, yeah. Nick does the thing where he does that joke and it's not funny. What? <laughs> See, and that's it. He did it again. Classic. What a loose cannon. Uh, how's it um, end david is that it yeah yeah it ends with um this article was written by um nate brabonski a uh a wine enthusiast and writer for buzzfeed oh no <laughs> well that's it that's how you go i really Man. thought a graphic designer named eric would write it well <laughs> who knows by that time he may have changed his name you know uh, I, I love that um, you died the way I really expected you to when I met you. I looked you in the eyes. like First time I shook your hand, I was like, this guy's going to get beat to death by homeless guys. Uh, that was my thought. <laughs> I like that I had a rap album, Who and Who Too. It's in line with the podcast. That makes uh, sense. Fair enough. So, Tim, I um, think you're up, buddy. What'd you write for me? All right, buddy? look, I didn't write as long an entry as you two but i did do the only way that david's obituary could be completed in, in a mad lib and so i asked <laughs> david david and nick today to give me a few words so i'm just gonna read it off to you what they wrote uh they decided how david died i had nothing to do with this all right go. our dear friend david lloyd johnson passed away yesterday at 3:12 a.m after a sweaty battle with elbow cancer preceding him in death was his beloved unlovable cousin <laughs> That was one. We will always remember David fondly for his bloody smile and sticky spirit. <laughs> Donations may be made in his memory to his favorite charity, the Make a Mayor Foundation. Which, when you guys said mayor, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, the last part is, a lifeless, a lifeless service, which is a word you guys put in, will be held at St. Mary's Mit- Mistress on December 12th. <laughs> So I found a Mad Lib online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely just devoted a Mad Lib off the internet and plugged in what you guys said. But, <laughs> Which yeah, is I, funny because I thought you were just bored at work today when you asked all that. And I was like, all right. I wrote my own. Just in his free time, he does Mad Libs. I well, that's what I own. thought. I thought he must be so <laughs> bored that he's just playing Mad Libs. Yeah, that's what I do. No, I wrote my own for you, David, um, uh-huh. with my own, my own words. Okay. It said, our dear friend David Tiberius Johnson passed away yesterday at 1 p- t- p.m. after a sloppy battle with butt cancer. <laughs> preceding him in death was his beloved Brondo in all caps David's wife's name is Brandy for some reason I can't help it's but call Brando. her Brondo and I don't know what it's about we will always remember David Farnley for his poopy smile and send me on my way by rusted root spirit donations <laughs> may be made in his memory to his favorite charity the Make a Kid Sick Foundation a ceremonial human sacrifice service will be held at St. Mary's Bar and Grill on the eve of our destruction <laughs> Oh, it came out way better than I expected when I wrote it out. <laughs> so anyway, that's how David David died 
from uh, elbow and butt cancer. So cancer probably... is the through line there. Well, I don't know. Maybe like a a group of pe- people whose like astrological sign is cancer beat you up. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. We can't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It could be. Awesome. Maybe. Up next, David's movie. David. And under the bus I go. All right. Um, go, dead up. man. David, you did have a movie prepared, right? Because you don't seem like yeah. you do now. You know what this podcast is about? Have you been on here before? Who? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you not get the tutorial I sent you? Okay. You guys get to pick. I have two. I love right, when you do one, this. And if it's good, we'll stick with it. And then you don't well, have to Well, I'm not going to give you the. I'm just going to give you what they're based off of, and you tell me which one you want. All okay, right. that works. One is a sequel to Real Steel, and one's a sequel to Ace Ventura. Real Steel. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Real Steel, too. <sighs> okay. Ace Ventura would have been easy. All right, making me work for my supper. All right. Uh-huh. This is a mashup movie. This was originally for a Father's Day episode. <laughs> it's Ace Ventura and Real hey. Steel mashed up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my movie is a Father's Day movie, too. So maybe this is the post-Father's Day thing. Nick's okay. had a father, too. Yeah. Hey, that's actually the data episode. Yeah, that's our data episode late. <laughs> yeah. Um, Happy Father's Day, Dad. So um, this is Real Steel 2, Field of Things. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Is so, this like a Field of Dreams? Tell, Reboot. Yeah, it's kind of based off Field of Dreams. Um, obviously, the Field of Things is is a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. If you build the junk, they will. If you build it, they will dump come. It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think the logical place for this is that this is a in world sequel of Field of Dreams. In mm-hmm. that the guy's child, Kevin Costner's kid, I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, let's just Ron, call him Willie. Ronnie. Yeah, Willie. Okay. Willie, Willie grew up. And uh, he let the baseball diamond just just go to go to pot like it's just not literal pot like pots and pans. He grew pot, yeah. In this baseball diamond, um, it's just a junkyard. Um, there's no more corn. It's just junk as far as the eye can see. And uh, what, what do they call you, Willie? Junk farmer. <laughs> what, what, what you growing over there? Trash. Junk. Oh, junk. Well, over there's my Chrysler field. And- <laughs> You know, you got to rotate crops once a season. It's real important for the soil. Did you use engine fans to make a uh, air uh, windmill? Windmill. Thank you. Yes. Hey, you're gonna have to edit that out so I don't nope, sound like a moron. <laughs> so I think that the plot of this movie is that he runs a uh, he he runs the junkyard, and um, Hugh Jackman he's on the hunt for for his new robot. I've never seen Real Steel, but I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and assume that the robot gets old, utterly destroyed. Even if that's not what happens, that's yeah, what should. Hey, happen. have you seen Maybe. the movie Rocky? Yeah. Okay. Exchange everybody in that for robots. Now you have. Okay, Real so Steel. the robot still loses. Then Rocky loses in the first movie. Yeah, doesn't he? yeah. The robot loses. I think what happens in the end is uh, he transforms into a car. And he leaves. Right? <laughs> no, this is not Transformers. No. Well, can that be what happens? This is our movie. This is our universe. This is our unpitchable universe. <laughs> where okay. all things can be true. All right. Well, that's fine. He, yeah, all right. Fine. His robot transforms into a car, and he's like, I'm out of this fighting game, and just hits the road. Like, remember um, at the end of uh, Age of Ultron, where the Hulk just kind of flies that ship and just like, nope, not answer nobody. That's that's what's <laughs> Who? happening. Who? The Hulk. That's fine. We can just be as silent as you want. Steven Tiberius the Hulk. (laughs) No, I was giving him the silent treatment because he was trying to do who. Oh, I I forgot that that was a joke. And the thing you say (laughs) when you actually don't know anything. (laughs) 
He's Listen, the boy who cried who. There are two constants in the unpitchable <laughs> universe, okay? Gravity and our who. hate for Nick Keggy. No, I was <laughs> thinking two laws. I was of thinking physics. Meth Jello and Kevin James. So let's bring them in. Who? Alright. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Alright, so uh Jackman has to end up at this junkyard somehow. Okay, so yeah, Jackman ends up at this junkyard. Let's just say that his robot left him, his son left him in the robot, um, uh-huh. and he, he goes and he's looking for something to make his life better, and he finds this robot who's a little overweight. <laughs> it's Kevin James in cardboard robot armor, because oh, the, the budget really got James cut. Earl so Jones. what if, I still like everything we're doing, but what if we... What if his son decided he wanted to go out on his own, so he stole his dad's robot and used that as, like, a fighting, and Hugh Jackman Man. still had... <laughs> he sent him to college. He's like, take the robot. You could drive the <laughs> robot. He throws the keys to the kid, and he's like, Dad, really? He's like, yeah. <laughs> well, he did put all his money and sell his car to make that robot. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but that's what, what happens. Don't worry about I it. I think he actually sells a... Tra- like, he's a truck driver in that movie, so I think he actually sells his truck to keep that robot or oh something. they got a little bit of over the top going on in yeah there. over the top or overdrive or whatever it is yeah yeah so like the real thing is he's got to find kevin james in this junkyard right right thing you don't know about kevin james put him around some junk impossible to find <laughs> he can he is like a master chameleon <laughs> did you know that <laughs> he's, he's been like, in every uh, adam sandler movie that's ever been made oh lord <laughs> he's just in the background nick you see that tree line? If you look close enough, you can see the rotund shape of Kevin James. It's like a Sasquatch film. Just, like his leg just appears for just a minute. You guys are a mess. All right, I like this. So he's looking for Kevin James. Um, Heard there was a robot here who wanted to learn how to mini golf because he can't box anymore. <laughs> Kevin James can't box me? Come on. Oh. Learn how to mini golf. Well, we do have to incorporate some sports here. Yeah, I mean, I figure mini golf is the the end game. Oh, is this I mean, like Airbud, where every every, every movie is a different sport? sport? Yeah, I'm yeah. down for that. Maybe maybe it is like in the same universe as Happy Gilmore. No, what sure. if? Like, okay, so what if we do this? What if so? Like his son takes the boxing robot, and then he finds out the company that built the boxing robot built another robot, and it's Kevin James, and he's been searching for that robot forever. It's his brother. It's the robot's brother. And yeah. he calls the robot his second son. His so. fat, sweaty, robotic brother. <laughs> They're uh-huh. like, the Sweatachon 5000. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, all right, he goes to this junkyard, and he definitely kills Willie, because Willie won't sell him Kevin James. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Or Kevin, maybe Willie is like, get out of my junkyard farm, boy! And he hits him with a wrench. But then Kevin James, <laughs> like... Bursts from out from inside. Uh, it, so you're like looking at a Volkswagen front, but yeah. maybe that's Kevin James' belly. Yeah, and then he <laughs> stands like up and he comes up and he throws Willie out of the junkyard. Mm-hmm. It's implied that Willie lives, but he definitely does not. Complications <laughs> later, definitely take Willie out. We don't want him coming back. No. Hey, is this the same junkyard that Stephen Avery owns? Uh, well, we'll shoot it there probably because you know they need the money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So wait, so like, Will, who's playing Willie? Is it Beans from uh, Steven, Even Stevens? Oh my yes. gosh, yes! Alright, we gotta give him some work every couple episodes. We did make that pact with him, so... Um, <laughs> blood so pack. what if, okay, so no, wait. What if the, he throws Willie, and Willie lands, and he like, he hits this like, junk pile, and he's like, Oh, my lifeblood! And then uh, it, he doesn't realize that like, he's been melded with another robot. He was thrown so hard. 
<laughs> and so he'll come back and be the villain who plays mini golf against Kevin James. Uh-huh. Done deal. Yeah. So I okay. think the next logical step is training. So there's got to be a training montage, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, them playing You're the Best Around from Karate Kid. Uh-huh. And it's uh, Kevin James uh, working on his short game. That's about it. That's all I got. That's it. Yeah, so there's a training montage. I think the ultimate like culmination of this, so in Field of Dreams, they had to build a baseball diamond. I think in this one, they have to build like a, a like hardcore, like goofy golf course out of the junkyard. Do you right? remember that 80s movie with uh, Goldie Hawn? I remember Hawn? every 80s movie. Yeah, there's an 80s movie with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and they end up building a golf course. Yeah, that movie's part of this too. Oh, Tim, stop doing that. It is. <laughs> think of it. Do you guys even know called. what I'm talking about? No. I don't. I don't think that's a real movie. You know uh, what? Putt Captain for luck. Ron? It's Captain Ron. Putt for luck. It's hey, not Captain movie. Ron, but that's okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> My favorite film. Golf. It'll never be Captain Ron. That's love, the joke. Love the love golf. <laughs> sure. It's called Overboard. Oh. What? Basically Captain Ron. That happens in Overboard? Yeah, in Overboard, remember he makes her his wife? Like, In fact, that's like the darkest yeah, movie like in the forced world. forced matrimony. It's weird. And it's got the dad from... Uh, uh, it's got Martin Short in it, doesn't it? No. Kevin James. It's got the dad from Gilmore no, Girls in, in it. Ron. Dang it. The grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edward Herman. And so, like, I don't even know why I'm telling the plot of this movie, but essentially, they, at the end of that movie... Uh, she decides she wants to like stay with him, and she convinces him, like he's he can do better things, and so he builds like this attraction, and it's a golf course. It's like a putt putt golf course from all, and it's just ridiculous. Okay. So anyway, moving on because I had nothing to do with anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I liked it. I Unpitchable like it recommends. Was, that was a great story, Nick. It was inspirational. Did you make all that up? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Is Tim and I wouldn't know if you made all of that up or not. I assure you, it's not made up. D- Nick Nick stepped in the '80s and just grabbed a few things from different movies and said them. We would never know. We would believe it 100. So, like, I feel okay. Let's get back to this montage. All right, David, you tell yeah. me what's going on in the montage. You're the best. Um, right. Ke- Kevin James. No yeah, Kevin James is um, <laughs> he's uh, jumping uh, jumping rope with. <laughs> <laughs> He's jumping rope with um, car batteries. Cables. Um, all right, now he's, now he's doing push-ups. Now he's, uh, now he's deadlifting a semi. I can't breathe. You're the best. Okay, um, that's pretty good, right? Okay, so like he's deadlifting what? <laughs> Semi. Okay, sure. So you can learn how to putt putt. That'll help with your short game. <laughs> oh. I don't think you understand how golfing works, David. No, I don't think you understand how <laughs> golfing works. Robot golf is different. They're taking out whole cities. You know what? Yes. Okay. Everybody is huge, and they're taking out whole cities, David. This is a hundred foot robot golf. Yeah, they're. <laughs> yeah, that game. So they put like they put the golf ball on top of Will- Willie's house, and that's like the first putt. <laughs> it goes over nations. Oh lord! This, it's more. It's more like is, it's more like horse than it is actual oh, mini golf. Man. I like how this became like a doomsday scenario. Oh yeah, and no, like, this is Japan not good. Is like this is not their, good for anybody. Got their binoculars out. Like America has done it. <laughs> we must get started on our robot. The kaiju. They're fighting the kaiju with golf balls. Yeah, this is Pacific Rim Three PGA oh, World Tour. Yeah. Well, literal world tour. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I feel like it'd be more like horse than it would be mini golf, though. 
He's like, I bet I can bake it off New York. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how do we wrap this up? We don't. It's the greatest movie ever, and we have to pitch it for the rest of our lives. Guys, we're dead. It's the only movie we can do from now on. We've been cursed. A gypsy cursed me, David. This is the only movie. Like when you're going to be like, hey, team movie, what, what movie did you bring? Re- Real Still Two, f- f- uh, Dream of Dreams. Oh God. <laughs> C- code of. And then it's dreams. just it's just me having to sing. You're the best around again every single time. <laughs> okay. Eventually, I'm just crying and singing. You're the best around, and it's the saddest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, did you did you like tune this down like in key? Like it sounds sadder. Are you singing the best around sad? No. <laughs> um. Uh, so I think it ends with, um, like Tim said, uh, Willie. Willie comes back as the villain, the the rival Shooter McGavin, if you will, of robots. <laughs> okay. okay. He's um, called Shooter 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 Mc uh, McGavin. Oh. And he shoots uh, he shoots the golf ball out of his chest. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And just destroys Kevin James. <laughs> no, no, Kevin James can't win. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> he just and kills Kevin James and Hugh, it's over. Hugh Jackman gets really addicted to methangelamine. Uh-huh. And that's what the to, third to movie... To cope with Kevin James, Robo Kevin James's death. Yeah, and the third movie picks up where, like, he finds a, another robot, and it's Matt Damon and Damon Wayne's fused. <laughs> <laughs> Please kill Damon Bot. And then, uh... And then, um, the other half of Matt Damon is doing, uh... Mac, uh, not Max Payne, but Major Payne impressions. <laughs> Got him somebody that needs killing. He's like, please kill Damon Bart. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. Like Can you it. imagine what universe their consciousness has been fused? Mm. Hey, David, one of the, throw one a 30 second pitch at that. Cool, good luck. <laughs> um, the best 30 second pitch. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta get in a in a state of zen. Um thirty second pitch. Willie best. is the son of Wait, I'm just helping. Like No, you're good. Keep going. Oh. I'm pausing for dramatic effect. He's the son of Kevin Costner. Uh, he inherited his dad's baseball diamond, but he's like, why did nobody plays baseball anymore, Dad? Um, it's America's non-favorite pastime anymore. And he just lets the place... He's like, yeah, you can park there. And he just keeps saying that for the next ten decades. No, that's too long. Three decades. <laughs> but um, they can't live past 40. <laughs> Come on. And, uh, yeah, so it just turns into a junkyard. Uh, Hugh Jackman shows up looking for the one true robot, Kevin James. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, we gotta, uh, we gotta play mini golf to save the world. And Kevin James is like, huh, what? I was just... It, no, what? And um, so he, he whips him into shape, literally, and mm-hmm. as you do, yeah. And then uh, Willie Willie gets tossed. He's like, "Hey, you can't play mini golf in my junkyard." And uh, Kevin James is like, "Nope, see ya," and throws him, um, throws him so hard against some junk that he fuses into his own robot monstrosity, and he shows up and just just blasts Kevin James with the golf ball straight out of his chest. Dead. Kevin James is dead, and. Uh, to cope with Kevin James' death, Hugh Jackman gets addicted to methangelamine and um, he uh, welds steak knives into his fists and he's like, I'm Wolverine now! <laughs> that's, that's how Wolverine that's how Origin is. 5 starts. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine Origins Origins. Yes, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Uh, I think you can put a period at the end of that movie because we nailed it. <laughs> you guys are a mess. I love it. Uh. All right, so I have a movie. 
Do you have a movie? I don't, I don't believe know. it. What's your movie? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm going last. So What's people can movie? end with a bad taste in their mouth. Well, mm. they didn't all eat that candy, so I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. You're right. All right. So I brought, I brought, have you guys seen Three Men and a Baby? I sure have, Tim. Have you seen Three Men and a Baby? That's a good question. <laughs> I think I saw a little bit of it on TNT once. Uh, that would be, that. in fact, that would be the exact station was, that you would was see it Was Tom on. Selleck or Ted Danson in it? I'm pretty sure that they were. <laughs> okay, the only other person I'm forgetting is Steve Gutenberg. So there and, you uh, go. It's, it was basically Baby's Day Out, but with those guys, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. All right, so kind of like brought, a, a look who's what? talking without anybody talking. Yeah, pretty much. They can't talk the whole film. It's weird. It's a, no, it's definitely Maybe is basically what it is. It's a ahead. silent mime film. So no, I brought Three Men and a Baby and a Velociraptor. <laughs> it's a mix between Jurassic Park and Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, you got any direction there? I feel like the baby's probably Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> is he Chris Pratt in normal form, or is it like Chris Pratt's head? Or like CGI Chris Pratt reincarnated? Have, have you ever seen that Key and Peele skit where they put the guy's head on the baby? Yeah, yeah, it's that. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, Key and Peele's patented technology. Okay. Um, so can like, I can I ahead. ask how do they how do they get the baby? That's my only um, question. Very carefully. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, he gets dropped off at their doorstep. Why not? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have He's direction? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like right. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, some important questions. All right. All right. You just spit, throw some questions at me, are and I'll make them up. Are they living in a... Are they already living on a dinosaur? Are they living with the knowledge that dinosaurs are around them? Or so, is some sort of dinosaur outbreak about to happen? I feel like maybe they live in like the subdivision that uh, Jurassic Park had to become because they ran out of money. A post Jurassic <laughs> Park world, got it. Yeah, so like you know Jurassic World, that whole island or whatever. They're like uh-huh. uh, cheap condos, occasionally Velociraptors. <laughs> That's what it says <laughs> on the flyer. Or on the other side of the island, that just has no clue. I got you. No Jeff Goldblum's guarantee. Hey, so I have a quick question, just because I'm trying to remember Jurassic World. At the end of that, does don't like all the Velociraptors like realize that the Tyrannosaurus Rex is ridiculous and they all take it down? I think it's the I think no, you're they thinking the, the Velocirex. The uh Okay. Supersaurus Mega Death Machine Rex. Okay. The 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 land megalodon. The the sword pucasaurus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it was called. The puke swords. Okay. Who would build this? I don't know. Um, I guess we did. I don't know. Uh, Jeff spilled some of the genes from that frog that makes it turn invisible in it, so I guess we just left it. I don't know. People seem <laughs> okay. to like it. We call, we call the dinosaur Susan. My next question um, for the jury is... Um, Wait. All right. Did that happen? Uh, no. Did some sort of frog DNA get on the... There is frog it? DNA in that dinosaur, but it's not It's not an unintentional. They build it because okay, they want to get people right, to come mind. Go see on, it. go on. They're they all three on the Netflix best right now. You need to pause the podcast and go watch them, and we'll wait. <laughs> no, you're good. Go on. I am going to go watch them after this. Je- yeah, Jeff doesn't watch. actually spill it by accident, but that's what I, I like you. to think happened. They were just I like, well, I guess we mixed all the dangerous DNA. What did I tell you guys about putting those in the wrong fridge? $10 at Office Depot gets you a label maker. Jeez. Really, really. Office supplies are low. We got confused. <laughs> we thought this would make it fluffier and made it deadlier. What's the big deal? Everybody makes mistakes, Susan. They call the dinosaur just... Susan because it's their manager. That's a joke. Anyway. 
What were you gonna say, Man. Nick? I'm sorry. What okay, yeah. Question? So are we living like in a in a world where like evolution like takes hold of animals and humans? So like, or are we living in a world that's just like our world and also Chris Pratt as a baby? Some people would argue that um, we live in a world where evolution takes hold of animals and humans already. <laughs> I'm from Alabama. I don't believe in evolution. <laughs> the prime example would be a Sir Charles Darwin. <laughs> okay, so what I mean are we like are we living in like advanced evolution where like it could happen like hybrids? Well, like you're just no, right. I mean, hybrids happen in Jurassic and that World. Dog just grows like okay, three feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, hybrids happen in Jurassic World. I think that's safe to say. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna give my plot instead of asking questions. How about that? Okay. That might work well, better. All right, but make sure you ask it. Like, give us your plot as a question. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to speak, and at the end of every sentence, I'm going to bring it up higher. So yeah, it sounds like questions. I don't know. You tell me. Uh-huh. Um, Chris Pratt's left at the door The door of three men. That's a bad idea. <laughs> but hey, like, man with a mustache. Want to watch my kids? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the twist is that he's a hybrid between Chris Pratt and a velociraptor. Kind of like, like Super Mario the movie, remember? Uh-huh. And so, so hmm. no, are we not biting on no, this? No, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. Maybe like he's got dinosaur DNA in him. Because that's like that's why they had to drop him off. Well, that's but why. Maybe he can, that's like a late reveal. Maybe that's so, why he can um, control the Velociraptors like he does in the movie. As a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like to think that like they get dropped off and they get this baby and then a Velociraptor breaks in. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of them running away from a Velociraptor and saying "clever girl" a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they live in a world where the first Jurassic Park was made. Yeah. No, this follows. I I got a question. Uh Uh-huh. Can we cast the three men? Uh, Yeah. Who'd you have in mind? I was hoping it would just be Ryan Reynolds. I was hoping it would be Ryan Reynolds with a goatee, Ryan Reynolds with a mustache, and Ryan Reynolds with a soul patch. I feel like that is already um, going to be a movie. It's the second Deadpool. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking maybe like the skeleton of Burt Reynolds. Danny DeVito. I like that. (laughs) And maybe, like, just the conscious th- thought of thousands while they die. That takes the third character. It's a very, like, thought-provoking movie. <laughs> this is like an art house film. film. It's just <laughs> Tarantino. Uh, right? No, so, like, for real. Danny DeVito, Ryan Reynolds with a soul patch, because he's the worst Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's evil. And, and maybe the skeleton of uh, Tom Selleck. Okay. He still has a mustache. Let's not get yeah. crazy. The it's just a skeleton terrible. with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> He's terrifying <laughs> to this baby. Uh, okay. All right. Sorry. I just, we had to get casting out of the way. No, that's important because how do you know, like, how do you get Danny DeVito guys running away for a baby. from a velociraptor holding a baby? Exactly. I feel like Danny DeVito is the mother of the group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he adopts, like, mother-like tendencies. Hey David, like he's what, is da- what, is David what does David? Uh, what does Danny DeVito sound like? I don't know. I what is uh, hey, What does Danny DeVito sound like while he's trying to breastfeed this baby? <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna do it this time, is he? Tim, if you go yeah. back like ten <laughs> episodes, there, there. <laughs> okay, that works. Yeah, that's good. If you so need to go <laughs> back and edit, uh, he did do a Danny DeVito impression, like. 20 episodes ago. I'll just grab it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Hi! That was it. Okay. Uh, so, so, um, so then, like, when he says that to the Velociraptors, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny. 
and all the velociraptors mimic that now. That's why and they the, all sound like that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's so he accidentally calls the velociraptors. His voice is the perfect pitch to call velociraptors. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and so they're like storming the house, and they got this baby. And I don't know. Tom Selleck's skeleton doesn't last very long because he's a skeleton, and there's not really much holding him together. <laughs> <laughs> they just immediately try to make a fire with his bones. I think I think I think Ryan Reynolds wears a suit. Like on the back of Ryan Reynolds is glued all of the Tom Selleck bones. <laughs> no, so yeah, whenever he turns he his just... back, Tom Selleck is there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like back armor for him. Yeah, it's basically. Tom Tom Selleck. Uh, Tom Selleck bone body armor. Yeah, it's just like he just made. He's like he saw Hook, and he was like, "Man, Rufio's got some sick bone armor." That's true. <laughs> what Put if that I, on my back. I bet, I bet. I bet. I know somebody who has a really nice rib cage. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Quality rib cage armor. <laughs> Choice rib cage. The dankest rib cage armor you can get. <laughs> right. I don't know where this movie's going, but I would like to talk about uh, Tom Selleck being a skeleton for, for the rest of it. That's okay. Sure. Maybe, maybe like throughout, during the movie, uh, Danny DeVito accidentally knocks an arm off Tom Selleck and replaces it with a chicken wing. <laughs> He's just from, yeah. He's like, oh, what is this, Danny? Hi. Danny. Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's good. That's good. This is a good movie. Tom Selleck's bones are in it. Um. Um, so why don't why, uh, what what's our problem? What's the problem for this movie? Like uh, the Velociraptors. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to murder this baby. The Velociraptors want so that like, baby okay. back. So they corner them, and then they find out the baby can like tame the Velociraptors mm-hmm. by um singing. in a couple of years. Because right now it's just a baby. Right now he can't talk, so he has a very hard time taming them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, like, what happens is Danny's like, I sacrifice myself, I'm the mom. And he like, <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? We're, like, locked in here. We're good. Every house on Jurassic Park Island has a panic room for this very reason. And Danny runs out, and he gets eaten. Uh-huh. And then Ryan Reynolds has to wear Danny DeVito's bones on his front. But they're real tiny, <laughs> so they fit basically on his chest. <laughs> Dan- Danny's DeVito, Danny DeVito's skeleton is very slight. I, I like to think that Ryan Reynolds has all the bones... But the skulls, he's like fashioned onto his fists. Okay, so I ha- <laughs> actually have to punch things with their skull. Yeah, I actually have an idea, a real idea, um, and I I'll say I'll be the judge of that. Okay, <laughs> so what if like Velociraptors are attacking, and the only way that the Velociraptors stop is when they can hear Chris Pratt cry. And so it's just three men trying to make a baby cry, but like the baby gets tired of crying and has stopped like. It's kind of like mm-hmm. almost like uh, Monsters Incorporated, where they scare people, but like over time they become desensitized. So and then they it's realize just... that if they make the baby laugh, it makes Velociraptor's head explode. Sure, it's just Monsters yeah. Inc. Yeah, sure. It's more <laughs> powerful. It's powering the house. Yeah. My, I mean, my point was really that like only when Chris Pratt the baby is crying will the Velociraptor well, stop. I feel like Chris Pratt can talk because I don't know why you'd cast Chris Pratt's face. That's the idea. The That's Chris why it's Pratt, weird. You know? So maybe Chris Pratt could talk. And he's like, well, Velociraptors. Remember when I was in uh, Parks and Rec? And they're like, <laughs> that was a pretty good show. How about you guys hold off for a minute? Let my man Danny here get a glass of water or take a break. His dogs are barking, okay? Yeah, that's weird. And then they just, like, take a break. And they lay down. And then he's like, all right, resume hunting. And then <laughs> and the three guys are like, what? <laughs> maybe he's the villain all along. Okay. 
Yeah. And then, uh, you know, since uh, Danny DeVito and Tom Silk are both dead now, it's just Ryan Reynolds that has to go. <laughs> so, I mean, and he probably survives. I don't know. He jumps off the roof and grabs a helicopter and they fly away. All right, 10, <laughs> and he'll 30. be in the sequel. He's the he's the through line. 30 second pitch, Tim. All right. Um, Everything you just said. You're the best. Who's going to sing that for me? When I'm... You're the best. <laughs> You're the best around. Mr. Miyagi, I miss you. That's good. So, that's good. We did it. We sang that song three times. Now we owe them. So, so the 30-second pitch of this movie is three men, Danny DeVito, Burt Reynolds' bones, and Ryan Reynolds, who wears Burt Reynolds-like armor. Receive a baby in the mail. In a self-addressed stamped envelope, they find tiny Chris Pratt baby, who summons the little velociraptors and torments these men for hours and hours until finally Danny DeVito sacrifices himself for the love of the child Chris Pratt. And uh, Ryan Reynolds, being strong and stuff, grabs a helicopter and it flies away. Hmm. And that's that's three men, a baby, and a velociraptor. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, if you had to sum- summarize it. We did. I love you. You're, you're my we, little prat. <laughs> you're all I ever wanted. <laughs> Always want a little prat. Let's do an episode where we only talk like Danny DeVito the whole time. <laughs> That'll mess up our vocal cords for good. Can, can I address something real quick? No. Tim, I need you to answer a serious question for all right. me. Are Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck the same person to you? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Let me, like, let me see if I can remember what they look like. He no, they're both about men. 17 times in that movie. Uh, which one was... Okay, so Tom Selleck was in... Let me look up Burt Reynolds. Burt... <laughs> right. Those are the same person. I'm flipping <laughs> back and forth, and they look exactly the same. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that that was what we were sticking with. I think we just uncovered something. <laughs> that Burt Reynolds is a vampire? And Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck are skinwalkers. Um, all right, well, that's been our podcast. Uh, 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 okay. Man, he does look a lot like Burt Reynolds. He, he looks a lot like Tom Selleck. <laughs> they might be brothers. Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds. Tom Reynolds and Burt Selleck in <laughs> Three Men, a Baby, and a Velociraptor. And Danny DeVito. Hi! Go ahead. So I just wanted to, to take a second and thank our listeners for listening. You guys can rate us on iTunes. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, give us a like. Tell your friends about us. Yeah, and if you if you retweet with the hashtag Unpitchable, I will try to remember to give you a shout out on the uh, on the podcast next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I'll, um, let's do it. Why not? I mean, yeah, let's, let's stop do it. us. This is our podcast. You can't yeah. tell us what to do. I'm going to ask you a thousand questions. So do it. Do it. Tim, are you going to give me a shout out if I tweet us? With the hashtag unpitchable. I try not to talk to you unless we're recording. <laughs> okay. All right. So, anyway, uh, just a reminder: you can use the coupon code unpitchable at lootcrate.com forward slash unpitchable to save three dollars on an order of loot crate if you really want to. And uh, that's the show, guys. I think so. Let's do a uh, let's do something. We're gonna mix it up a little bit. We're gonna actually do a listener suggestion. We're gonna try to do this at the end of the podcast from now on. 
Um, yeah, Tim, do you have our final Yahoo? I do. Our final, <laughs> our final pitch. Does anyone have our final? We're definitely not stealing this idea. Um, so this one comes from Kyle Baker, and we we can elaborate or we can skip right through it. It's up to you guys. And I felt like this one's appropriate because we definitely missed it last week. Okay. Or I'm sorry, on the Blart episode, which was like two weeks ago. So Kyle, Kyle Baker, thank you for your suggestion of Back to the Future Four. Oops, I blarted. All right. So, um, and his his recap of the film was in this rendition of. On a classic, Mar- Marty McFly travels to the present day and is exposed to a Paul Blart mall cop movie. Enraged at the at- atrocity that is Kevin James, he devised a plot to recruit The Rock and travel back in time to show Kevin James' mom what would become of her son before she conceived him. I feel like there's nothing we need to expand on. It hits all the main points of a podcast uh, movie. Uh-huh. They kill Kevin James in the end. And incorporated The Rock. And Marty so. Marty McFly traveled back in time to, to seduce someone's mom, so that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he finds out all along that he's Bar- Blart's dad. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is it. Oh, we've reached it. We've reached the pinnacle. All Blart can be traced back to you, McFly. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kyle Baker for that one, because that's a good one. Um, yeah, Kyle. He's looking at a picture of his family, and then a Blart appears in it. And he's like, what? <laughs> good deal. How is this possible? <laughs> oh, and hey, if you have any movie ideas, you can send them to movies at unpitchablepodcast.com. And we'll try to get them on the show. Anyway, so thank you guys for listening. We Thanks for you. listening, guys. Go, go, go rob a bank. I'm Nick Keggy. I'm Danny DeVito. <laughs> I'm Tim Catania. Thanks for listening. Sorry. <laughs>
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.